0: everybody, and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm Ro Samson Folk, and yes, these are coming out much later than usual. I'm at the games this year, so uh, if I can find a spot in Scotiabank Arena to kind of like kick around in a lounge or a luxury box and record, I will do so. I tried to do that tonight. It was too loud. There were like dudes screaming about cleaning up popcorn or whatever. So I wasn't able to do so. I had to bus home and then you know, get ready to talk about all this stuff. So it's like 1.30 a.m. and, you know, chopping it up about the Raptors. But of course, this podcast, the Reaction Podcast, is brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And shout out to Goldfinger Law, where there's no fee unless you win. You can contact them at 416-730-1777. And the Raptors, they won a game. The very first of the year, I quite literally, that's as good an outcome as you can possibly hope for. 108 to 105. A lot of different moving parts in this game. The Raptors did a lot of different things defensively. They did a lot of different things offensively, um, particularly in outcomes rather than process because guys came in and out of the game. We've seen this happen. This is a team that last season, all the starters averaged 15 points or more, and they accomplished that feat once again tonight. So OG 18, Scotty 15, Pascal 23, Gary 19, Fred 15. And the large motivator of offense early on was the transition and Pascal Siakam. Pascal in the first half, I think he had 15 points, 9 rebounds, 3 steals, had these laydown passes that led to tips out of bounds that should have been layups, free throws that You know, and are as good as layups if people hit their free throws, all that kind of stuff. He was fantastic, and he was largely the motivator of why they were succeeding on offense. We knew this coming into the game. We talked to J.B. Bickerstaff prior to, and J.B. said, like, this is a team that they want to play mismatch basketball. That's how they're going to do it. They have size through the middle of the lineup. They're going to try and attack that way. Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Isaac Okoro, all those guys – range from way, way too small to too small for Pascal Siakam for OG Ananobi for Scotty Barnes and even Mobley or Jared Allen, those guys can't really hang with the the wings on the Raptors, you know, be it Pascal, be it OG or be it be it Scotty. We saw we saw Pascal put Mobley on an island. We saw Scotty beat Allen twice late in the game to get to the rim. And we saw OG getting downhill off of these, like, dribble handoffs, giving laydowns to guys. I mean, (laughs) Christian Coloco was just hanging around the rim, right? And he finished with three points. I think he had three missed dunks in this game. And through no fault of his own, he went up with, with authority. He tried to, like, bang it. And on top of that, Jared Allen is a guy, Evan Mobley is a guy, long limbs, they you know they have the torque times or whatever to create that leverage to pull you back down he got he got stunned at the rim a few times and the the playmaking the ability to get downhill against the bigger guys created for the raptors in the possessions that didn't end up so fruitful but then by the end of the game that run you know with with Pascal on the bench Scotty OG Fred Gary like they had such a good run of form towards the end of the game they were hitting threes. They were getting on transition. They were getting stops. It was exactly what they needed it to be, and largely because Donovan Mitchell wasn't on the floor. They started getting stops because it was Raul Neto instead of Donovan Mitchell, and that was, a, that was the big adjustment in this game per my brain, right? This is a team that was struggling at the point of attack in the third quarter. Donovan finished with, like, 30, what, 31 points, nine assists, something like that, and that was largely because Darius Garland got injured. I believe it's Gary Trent Jr. Tried to jump a pass, tweaked Garland's eye. He left the game. We've seen this happen to OGN and it like twice, which is kind of crazy. And so Donovan Mitchell became the architect of the Cavs offense, and he looked so good. He was tremendous driving their offense. He was starting to get around guys, turn the corner, be it Coloco, be it, well, you know, precious, not as often, but Coloco, Thad, the guys who were playing bigger in that third quarter, you know, defending the pick and roll, whether it's like hedge or drop or at the level, he was getting wide. And then once they started like, okay, we have to beat him to get wide, he started splitting the pick and roll. And that's where the the Cavs start to really build up a lead. I think he got up to eight points was because the Raptors couldn't stop pick and roll. They start like they they tried to blitz. Right, this is what Nick Nurse talked about in the post game. They tried blitz. It didn't work. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell was squeezing into cracks and crevices that Nick Nurse didn't think existed, that the Raptors probably thought, you know what, we're beating him to the punch. He's going to have to use an escape dribble, reset the possession. Only he's slithering right down the middle. And so, yeah, they, they, they started getting stops once Donovan Mitchell was off the floor. And then once Donovan Mitchell came back on, OG Anobi was involved in more possessions, and that was the big difference maker. And on the other side of things, we're looking at a team, the Raptors, who their offensive process, you know, it is dictated by that mismatch. It is dictated by the pace of play they they play with. Right. When they took the lead in the game was 97, 96 or something like that. Fred gets a steal, you know, a dig in on Jared Allen, takes the ball. It goes up the court. They end up getting a three, I believe, something to that effect. And we're looking at a a team that they want to grab and go. When things were going well in the first half, Pascal Siakam's getting a rebound. He grabbed a lot of them, right? I think six defensive rebounds in the first half, and he's bolting up the court. They're getting like these, you know, three on two, three on three, but there's kind of a guy who's in a bad position to help if Pascal takes it on a straight line drive. Like, you're you're manipulating the lanes in transition. You're getting into these advantageous spots, and that was a really big deal. And in the half court, it wasn't that much going on with guys like Fred Fred, his game picked up a little bit when he got to hit. He, he had two catch-and-shoot triples in the second half. That was really nice to see. But he was mostly out there as a support. He He's calling plays. He's kind of getting guys into, into the spots they need to be. The Raptors are running their weave. They're running like pistol action, all this kind of stuff. And Fred is mostly their support, a release valve of sorts. But 15 points, 5 assists is a very low-key game for an all-star guard. But the four steals wasn't. Fred, as far as a a rotational player on defense, making a lot of the right decisions, getting to a lot of good spots on the floor to provide help for these big rotations that the Raptors are making. And and Scotty Barnes, Pascal, OG, Pascal in the first half, great success as far as the the mismatches. OG never really pressed that issue as far as like taking a guy, bullying him, beating up, and then getting the bucket. He was very close on some occasions, but it, it never came to fruition. He got those, he got a lot of rotation over towards him, and he was working on dump-offs or kind of bouncing the rim. You know, it, it just kind of fumbles out. But as far as a guy who's finishing plays in the second half and his defense over the course of the game, we're talking about probably the best player over the course of this game just because that that second half was so, so important, guarding Donovan Mitchell. Some of the rotations he made back towards the rim and then back out to the, the arc, he was so – it, it was, you can never have a perfect defensive game, but as far as, like, keeping the Cavs to 105, if you, even if you pre- replace OG with, like, I don't know, Banton, who had a good defensive night, if you replace him with Thad, who's always a pretty good defensive mover and decision maker, I, like, Cleveland probably is scoring, like, maybe, like, 8 to 12 more points in this game. And just – that might not sound like a lot – it's a lot for one defender to erase that big a differential. And OG was moving point of attack. He's pushing guys back. He's blowing up actions when he's in a rotational spot in the back end of the defense. He's blowing up plays there. He's moving them off of these line drives. It's just, it's really, really immense. And he was so able to do that at the end of the game. It was, it was awesome to see. And Scotty Barnes as well is he's so good in core coverage defensively when he's making the right decisions that that length that athleticism, that activity that once he started to get okay into the game with the defense, the Raptors started to pick up as well, he started not to have those kind of off-kilter pull-ups where he's like, okay, I'm surveying, what am I going to do? Put the, put the shot up. Those, you know, you want to see a guy shoot. You want to see a guy have good possessions, of course. But the thing about that is that Scotty is such an overwhelming force at the rim, and I was very happy that he started to kind of implement that physicality. This is what we've been waiting for. This is this is what we want to see. And taking, you know, Allen off the dribble twice, these left-handed finishes, right, getting to his spots. That's what we want to see because, it, like, that's the truth of it. Scotty, if there's a, you know, a, a quick wing, he has to bully that dude under the rim. If it's a big, Scotty has to have a tight handle so that he can, like, really get out into an all-out sprint in the half court back it up, try and beat him to the glass. And he did. Jared Allen. Allen stepped out too big. He he took on more than he could chew. Scotty finished on him late. It's it's really nice to see. And even on, in some cases, right, he's pushing the ball, and he makes that pass out to the corner, and it's OG cashing a three. Really, really nice to see. And in the third quarter, when the Raptors were struggling offensively, like Pascal's taking maybe a bit too many shots, but Pascal got saddled with the lineup that was more deficient offensively. And he was in that position where, you know, go take those shots, see how many fall in. He ended up shooting like, I don't know, 44%, 45% tonight, four of eight from the line, which needs to improve. But, I mean, just he, he when he came to talk to us after the game, he said one of the first things he talked about is improving his free throws. I asked him, like, hey, what are you going to watch, the first thing you watch when you do film? And he said free throws. Um, he, he, he talked about wanting to understand some reads better as far as, you know how he can he can improve as a playmaker and that kind of stuff or um pressing the issue against the defense but pascal he he carried the raptors when they needed to be carried and he didn't break up the groove when he came back into the game which was nice to see which happens with stars all the time pascal oscillated between those two things and despite his second half not being as good as his first fouling out on a couple tough calls um i think you can make the case that like Yeah, there may be a foul on both of them, but to foul out on those two in succession was, was tough, but yeah, really impressive game for him. Gary Trent Jr. Uh, Really happy with Gary Trent Jr. In this game, offensively, defensively, man, Uh, three guys did way too much gambling in this game and different types of gambling, but Scotty and Pascal got way too high on ball handlers. Sometimes you have to let your length do the work and, you know, be able to like slide your hips, right? Swivel and then recover in space and not let these guys get in these straight lines drives. Just make sure you can kind of sidle them to places, right? All that kind of stuff. Pascal and Scotty both got so greedy at the point of attack that they're trying to jump dudes, they're getting beat, they're trailing and you know the the intensity isn't really there once they're trailing. They're not looking for where they can relate really relocate to in the defense. And so there were mistakes made there. Gary's gambles were just like trying to jump passes that he he never got to and and also like he's chasing guys and he's getting caught on screens and all this kind of stuff and so the point of attack stuff there's there's a reason that the raptors did not go gary on donovan right is you know they they've learned their lesson as far as putting gary as a a stopper of any sort and and yeah but offensively gary was awesome uh 19 points how many, Yeah, five of 12 from the floor. It's not incredible, but four of eight from three at, at that junction of the game, juncture of the game, junction, juncture, whatever, at that point in the game, when the ball swings to your open three point shooter and everybody's on pins and needles, they need they need shots to drop. Gary hit them. And that's one of the biggest things. And additionally, when things were a little bit stagnated or truncated in the half court, Gary's kind of hop stepping around, getting to his little step backs. He hit enough of those to keep the Raptors running and humming. It's it's not like the prettiest thing. He even got to the line for seven free throws. And 19 points on 12 shots for Gary Trent Jr.? You, you take that to the bank anytime you can. That's, that's tremendous. We had five guys come off the bench in this game. Precious, Coloco, Banton, Young, and Hernan Gomez. Wancho, tough stretch for him. Seven minutes that didn't amount to much whatsoever. Thad hit a corner three, missed another one. I did well enough on defense, honestly. He was one of the people playing, you know, in trying to trying to blitz D Mitch and then getting beat when he's like cutting it back. And he he didn't play for very long, and that's okay. Banton, pretty good defensively. The worries I had that I talked about in preseason where I'm like, is this guy going to be able to get downhill when teams are paying more attention in the half court that didn't happen in this game. He, he felt like he had those very same limitations. He's picking up his dribble really high in, in the half court. And he's typically just having to pass away where no advantage is gained. And when it's the ball is in somebody's hands, you want to gain an advantage. That's very important. And he, he doesn't have like a rocking handle. He doesn't have a great jump shot. He's not the most athletic dude in the world. Uh, it's hard for him to just beat dudes straight up. Even with screens, you know, guys are going under. Teams are, you know, hedging, adjusting for that. And he's not beating guys. Um, but the defense was good. Coloco, yeah, we talked about it a little bit earlier. But an active big, missing dunks, that's fine. Defensively, in drop, I thought he looked bad. His backpedaling, because you, you have to be able to backpedal, be on balance, play that that, you know, cat and mouse game when you're doing drop. The Raptors opened up with drop against the Cavs. I didn't expect that. That obviously changed throughout the game. And Coloco didn't succeed at that. But when he gets sideways and he gets to be more, I guess, creative with how he uses his body and in the open court, his rotations to the rim were quite good. And so while he wasn't, you know, standing out really well as like this drop big who's a deterrent at the rim, when he was the rotational big, when he was the low man, it worked out pretty well. So he, grab, he grabbed some rebounds. He got out there. He played 15 minutes, which for a second round pick on a team, that's good opening night. Hell yeah. Good for Coloco and precious precious was quite good defensively as he always is. And he added a little bit of offensive pop. That willingness to shoot off of the bench is important. He went one for four from three. He airballed one of them, but the one that he hit was a really big deal. And he tried to take it to the rim. Like I think it was Chetty Osman who was on him and he's, you know Precious has a left-handed dribble that he keeps tight that he's come to with and then boom hit him with that shoulder that was a super big deal he didn't hit the pop shot afterwards but it was really nice to see it's Precious I'm I'm always I'm happy to kind of sit back and let him try and figure out what he's trying to do because his handle's tight enough that he can get to spots on the floor most of the players who guard him are either going to be too slow or too little and it's it's that touch He's trying to finish with right. He needs to get that touch going, and if that develops, then he's going to be just an all-encompassing player who's very, very difficult to stop in the in the open court and even in a decently spaced out half court. Where we'll see what happens if if Precious starts pushing, you know, the envelope against these defenses. What it looks like when that second guy rotates and then Precious has to make these reads as a passer. If we get to that point, we're in the money, dude. We're we're very much in the money. But for the most part. This was a really great game. There there was schematic stuff. There were adjustments made by both sides. There were... A, a, and adjustment that wins and succeeds. And then the adjustment backwards, that counterpunch. They start winning minutes. It's succeeding. And then you go back and forth. That's what this game was. 108 to 105. Like an absolute blast. And the crowd was good. And I was opening night. But I'm sitting there in media. And I'm like, damn. These guys are getting loud. And, and you know what? Like people have been talking about that the Raptors crowd has kind of lost its, its punch and you know, it still has a reputation, especially elsewhere. But within Toronto, people talk about, you know, the crowd maybe being a little bit more milk toast than it used to be. And and there's not as many fans in the arena. It's more, there's corporate box seats that are purchased or the season tickets go out to companies. And it's just like, people are like, yeah, we'll go in, you know, six minutes in the first quarter, all this kind of stuff. Right. But anyway, it was pretty good tonight. Everybody was loud. The introductions went well. Fred Van Vliet said, you know, what's up to everybody before the game got started. It was a good game. I enjoyed it immensely. And uh, I, I thought the Raptors played well. They, it wasn't everybody all at once. But everybody found themselves at the right time so that they had an imprint on the game that helped them win. And that's fantastic. To see, that's what a team is about. Every once in a while, you need guys to just take over and be dominant for a full game. We'll see that this year. I'm I'm certain of it. From probably six or seven guys, uh, six I would say, probably six guys this year. But the Raptors on the whole, this is just a fantastic game. Really great way to open the season. If I had to give the the Reggie M's award, it's it's OG Ananobi. for all the all the reasons I said at the top of the podcast. The defense was just man, his defense was incredible, truly fantastic. The top. Quick reaction comment is from Ice Cold Camp Birch. Quote, great game from OG. He played great D, great O, good dump-offs, good showing from Pascal. All the starters were great. Nice D from Coloco as well. Bench left a bit to be desired, but overall nice game. I agree. I agree with everything there. The bench leaving stuff to be desired, it's tough when they can't shoot it. And like you, it was Coloco, it was Achua, it was Banton, it was Thad, and it was Wancho. Who's shooting that thing, right? And Precious, Precious tried to shoot it. It didn't go that well. But who's shooting that thing in that lineup? Not a lot of guys. So you, so you have to try and stay your lineups. You know, as I talked about earlier, Pascal had a, you know, a tough time kind of lifting that lineup. He he didn't hit as many shots as he probably would have liked to, especially since he gets in that in between area, like those seven push foot push shots that he probably shoots like fifty five percent on over the course of a year we're probably looking at a guy that he's like, damn, I went two for seven on those tonight, that kind of stuff. And it it was just fun game from the Raptors. And while the bench has its limitations, certainly as far as, you know, skill archetypes, all that kind of stuff, it was, uh, it was good to see that they at least brought it defensively. That helped. So yeah, everybody, thanks for tuning in. There's a video uh, aspect of this, this year. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like the video. If you're listening on the podcast feed, Um, please make sure to just keep listening to these reaction podcasts. And most importantly, actually, um, just know that these will be coming out as quick as they used to on the away games. So I'll be very quick then, but when it's home games, I'm I'm at the arena dude. So the, the written work is better. The commentary that I give currently that I just gave is influenced after I've talked to the players and the coaches, which I wasn't doing prior. And so I, I hope that everything the, the product is better. It's just coming out later now as far as the home game and stuff like that. So thanks for kicking with me. I'm Samson Folk, of course. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it. So thanks for tuning in. Whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.